You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, me, Paul Harvey, and the farmer. It's been a really tough couple of weeks in America. And I am one of the lucky ones, and so are you if you're listening to this. And I don't know about you, but I've been trying to figure out how to navigate this. You know, how to find direction in a world that seems very turbulent and very unclear. As a parent, how do you shield your kids and protect them and teach them at the same time? Every other word you hear is, I can't believe we live in this world. I can't believe it's come to this. Social media is a cesspool. The news cycle is a cesspool. And I mean that in the sense that These are not places to really find reflection. These are not places to really have discourse and to communicate with people or to air your differences in comment threads. That's just not the space. And I've learned that the hard way. So years ago, I decided when it comes to real stuff, real reflection, I'm going to get out of the cloud and I'm going to get into life. And I think about how our ancestors got through some of the most turbulent times the most horrific times in human history. The thing that human beings have used for the all of human history as an anchor to figure out a direction to overcome is story. It's story. It's myth. It's fable. It's as simple and can be as simple as a nighttime story that you tell your child or an Aesop fable that you learned growing up. And the reason why these things endure and that I'm that I know that that they're so important is that they're not held hostage by the contemporary moment. They're not held hostage by a political persuasion or an issue or geography or a monarchy or a political system or an economic system. They tra- stories, right? Myth Fables transcend all of that. That's why a person in Germany and Japan and America and South America at all different times on earth can hear one singular story and understand its moral truth, understand the meaning of it, get reflection from it because it's the human language. And so even in times like this for myself, I'm like, you know what? I got to dive back into story to figure out a direction to get through this tough time. That's where I get my sustenance. And so the other day I got in the car and I decided I was going to turn on the AM radio to see if any sort of story, not news, you know, but just something would pop up. And I put it on auto scan and I took a drive 20 minutes south into rural America, into the countryside. And it always brings me calm. And the highway turned into, you know, uh, a state road and the state road turned into a country road and the country road turned into a dirt road. And I kept driving I'm driving out into the fields now, and the wind is just orchestrating them. It's a summer's night. It's beautiful. The sky is burnt orange. I open the windows, and the wind comes in. I take a breath, and I look out, and the fireflies are starting to come up and communicate with each other with light. And the rolling hills, and the wind is orchestrating the trees. And out in the distance on one of these rolling hills, I see a farmhouse, a white farmhouse. And I pull up respectably close on the dirt road and I pull over, put my hazards on and I just look and I see these two farmers 
out on tractors and one guy has two horses and he's plowing the field. It's like right in front of me. And I'm watching these guys and I look out at the, at the white farmhouse and I see some of their families sitting on the swing, swinging back and forth, watching them as they try to get work in before the day ends. And just at that moment on the AM radio, a speech by the great Paul Harvey comes on called So God Made a Farmer right at that moment. And so I'm looking out at this scene and this speech comes up and I'm going to recite it for you at, for the end of the seven minute stories. And I'm not going to sound like Paul Harvey, but maybe this speech will speak to you in the way that it spoke to me that if we want to bear fruit in this beautiful society of ours, we have to approach it with the grace, the humility, the strength and the compassion and the hard work of a farmer. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, and then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. I need somebody with arms strong enough to rustle a calf and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to call hogs and tame cantankerous machinery, come home hungry, have to wait lunch until his wife's done feeding visiting ladies, and then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die, then dry his eyes and say, maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a permissive sprout, shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make a harness out of haywire, feed sacks, and shoe scraps, and who, planting time in harvest season, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, then painting from tractor back, put in another 72 hours. So, God made a farmer. God had to have somebody willing to ride the ruts at double speed to get the hay in ahead of the rain clouds and yet stop in midfield and race to help when he sees the first smoke from a neighbor's place. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to tame lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink comb pullets, who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. It had to be somebody who'd plow deep and straight and not cut corners. Somebody to seed, weed, feed, breed, and rake, and disc, and plow, and plant, and tie the fleece, and strain the milk, and replenish the self-feeder, and finish a hard week's work with a five-mile drive to church. Somebody who'd bail a family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing, and who would laugh, and then sigh, and then reply with smiling eyes, when his son says he wants to spend his life doing what dad does. So God made a farmer. I hope you enjoyed the episode. A lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties, sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out. A great way to stay connected is to visit the website, 7minutestoriespod.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, 
Let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review. Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.